On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, presented by Kia, we catch up with Orlando Magic Director of Player Development and Basketball Operations, Becky Bonner. Becky Bonner is the person in charge of handling all the COVID protocols for the Orlando Magic, so we get some behind-the-scenes insight into what goes into making sure this team stays safe, all the testing protocols, all the masks that they have to wear, what they can and can't do on the road. So some terrific insight behind the scenes from Becky on how this Orlando Magic team is navigating through these COVID waters. And then she's got an incredible story, and this, of course, being Women's History Month, thought it was very important to for her to tell her story, how she got into a front office role in the NBA, a female really breaking barriers, a trailblazer here in the NBA. She started working in the NBA front office. She used to play in high school and college and now would love to one day be a female general manager in the NBA, which would be fantastic. So terrific insight, great conversation, and a lot of behind the scenes with Becky Bonner on this edition of Magic Pod Squad presented by Kia. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. This is Evan Fournier. This is Jonathan Isaac. This is Mo Bamba. Check out what's new with the Orlando Magic Pod Squad. The host of characters give you a behind-the-scenes look at Magic Basketball. The Magic Pod Squad has you covered. Subscribe and rate on iTunes and the Google Play Store today. And this podcast is brought to you by Kia, official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. It is Magic Pod Squad, Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele. And we welcome in Becky Bonner, Director of Player Development, and basketball operations in her fourth season with the Orlando Magic. And we were really, really hoping, Becky, that you and David would have a red shirt on for this podcast. We were with no luck. No luck. I'm so sorry. I don't want oh, okay. a red. All right. Fair David, enough. I didn't get the memo, Dante. You should have <laughs> sent me the memo. It was nice when I it was nice to, to see Dante pop on and he had a red shirt and he goes, uh, he goes, Oh, should I change? <laughs> and I went, No, no, you're fine. He goes, No, really, should I change? Yeah, should I change? <laughs> Who wore better? Yeah, exactly. We'll post that after. I like that. Very good. Now, for those that are listening only and you can't see, right behind me on the wall is a jersey of Tom Brady and David Ortiz, right? Becky and I are New Englanders, so we're always going to be Red Sox fans. And I imagine Becky still a Brady fan. Did, did you enjoy what he did this year? Absolutely. I'm just down. I actually went to a game. I saw you? Um, Tampa versus Green Bay in person and Tampa won and the goat goaded and it was awesome to be there in person. I'd never been to an NFL game since I was a little girl. So it was really cool. Wouldn't you guys say that validates everything? He, he won six in New England, but then he goes to Tampa and gets another one. How many times do we have to admit this, George? I mean, we, how many weeks ago? It's was, every, apparently it's every it doesn't episode matter. of the pod squad. It's never enough. Just keep doing it. This is Dante's morning ritual. That's right. That's he right. Praise I mean, to the goat. He prays <laughs> to the goat. That's right. That's how he gets his day started. That's mm-hmm. right. That's exactly well, then, right. Can you ask Becky then what we ask everybody else about your no, random, no, we don't have to, random we don't have loyalty to, go there. to the Patriots? We don't have to go there. What I want to know from Becky is, is there any part of you that misses having us on the plane? Any part of you that misses having us on the trips during the season? Or do you there, like it this way? Well, let's put much it this way. Has anybody noticed that we're not there? Let's <laughs> <laughs> begin with that. Don't start First with that. All, you guys are very missed. Don't even start with that. We miss you guys so much. Um, it's it's definitely a, a lighter plane, uh, like less people. You know, but it, the funny part is, you know, we have the four buses, so we have 12 people per bus max. So we have all these buses, but, um, you know, we're just 
not a lot of bodies. So you go from fewer people to more buses. buses exactly. <laughs> so how, yep. how, does, how does that exact? What is it? Everybody has their own bus. David, if we could take three, three planes, we would. If we could take yeah. three planes down on a trip, we would. <laughs> two, two, ten people on a plane. That's all we can take. <laughs> but yes, we miss you guys so much. I miss running into you and all the um, all the fun we had on the road. Well, let's hope it gets back to normalcy some of some kind next season, right? Absolutely. Well, let us know behind the scenes, Becky, how drastically have things changed? Obviously, you're getting tested every day, multiple times a day, some people, right? Just kind of, I think people would be very interested in starting with your role and then what the team looks like on a day-to-day basis now with this new normal with COVID. Well, it started with, um, I think it, don't quote me on the number of pages, but it was around like a 400-page memo of outlining protocols for the season. And then um, each team had to designate a team protocol compliance officer, a team PCO, as we refer to it as. The cool Did you kids. say not it? Does that still and work? I am that person me? for us. Oh, you are that person. Okay. And I call yeah, me that. Becky No Friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And so That's basically, um, you know, we have different people are designated. You know, I joke, we should all have little badges or hats that we wear. Um, we have mask enforcers we, whose job is solely to remind people to make have their mask on. We have contact tracers. We have testing managers. Um, and so everybody's doing their part to make sure we can, you know, keep our players safe, keep our, our colleagues safe, keep everybody healthy, keep everybody safe. And, um, they, you know, these assignments that we are given are active every single day. And so your first thought as you or for me at least as I walk in the building is just like checking out health and safety protocols and then saying oh hello and it's weird right now I don't have my mask on I'm in my office alone with the door closed so no one's around me but it feels weird not wearing it because I'm so used to it now. Becky how much is that taken away from just your job I I know that that feels like the running joke with everybody it's like well at some point I'll get to do my job again because I'm so focused on health and safety protocols like how much is that taken away I mean everybody is like involved and everybody's chipping in in this sort of capacity we're all doing our COVID protocol part right and so I keep joking is when my joke is when this is over we're gonna have so much free time we're not not gonna know what to do with ourselves we're gonna looking to do all our COVID protocol work but, um, you know, it's all for the good of the game. It's all to get games played and our players safe. And I get it. Um, but it is, it has been, you know, I feel so medical sometimes. It makes me feel very fancy. About, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it was about a month ago, the NBA sort of amped up the protocols. Uh, how much did things change from, I guess there, was, there were some outbreaks and there was some concern that uh, it was going to get out of hand. Uh, how much think- did things change when they amp things up? You know, for my world, you know, especially, you know, they don't want us to gather, right? So, you know, it's not like we can gather for a team meal and go out to a restaurant on the road or, you know, could you imagine you're a rookie, you know, think about a rookie pathway this year, right? You got drafted, you reported to market, you relocated, you had no summer league, you had no, you had limited training camp, and then you just had to get thrown out there and all the things that go with that. And then on the road, you can't even like hang out with your teammates. You know, so it's just like super limited interactions to get to know each other, to build spirit and togetherness and all the intangibles of the off court. You know, it's really just practice and limited film, limited practice. And that because we're playing every other day 
and then limited film because we, again, they, they don't want us to gather if we don't have to gather. And so you say all that and it's just, you get, like if you go through a road trip um, with the tighter protocols, you know, you get off the plane, you go on the bus, you get your key, you go to your room and hopefully you can, um, like if, if you privatize the workout room, you can you know, use the workout room or there's hours for us to go down there. Um, you know, you couldn't go for a walk for a while outside. You had to um, remain in the hotel. Which was and, awful, by the way. That was probably the worst part. And I've told you guys this before. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like prison. No. It's hate to, hard to say that you're you're in a prisoner in a five-star hotel, but like, you're stuck. Like, you were just stuck. You couldn't do anything. For me, like, right when that rule came out, I, it was right before we left for Boston. And it was a really, like, it was a multi-city, multi-day yeah. road trip. So kind of one of the longer ones that we had. And of course, my family, I'm from New England. And I was so excited. I haven't seen my family since 2019. And we were going to meet and go for, we had this big plan. We were going to go for a walk you know, out and, and get a hot cocoa somewhere and walk and talk. And then the protocols came out. I was like, oh my gosh, oh, I can't even, no. can you drive to the window and I'll wave at you? I just, <laughs> I mean, I really miss them. So sad. And so it was really bad timing for me um, personally. But um, I, I think that, you know, to go, we, I called it the gray city tour because all the cities we went to on that road trip were like cold and gray at the time. And just to be kind of in your room that long, it did kind of, I think it kind of got to some people because you just didn't go outside, you know? And it was like 10 days or something like that. So when we got back, it was just really nice. I, I just made me appreciate being in this Florida sun and all yes. that kind of stuff. But um, soon after they changed the protocol and you could go out for a walk and stuff like that. But you know, you can't set foot in a restaurant on the road or anything like that right now, unless, of course, you privatize the hotel restaurant, which is kind of challenging. In different city, you have to adhere to local markets, um, restrictions and guidelines around COVID. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just kind of like we're just going with the flow and doing what we're supposed to do because we, we want to do the right thing and we want to keep, keep continue to keep our team as one of the teams that is um, – hasn't knock on wood had any yeah big issues you, know, you, you mentioned injuries. <laughs> you mentioned right. something becky that uh, that, that I, i've wondered about because uh, this is so unusual and, and and everybody that's in the traveling party is uh sort of in in a, in a bubble on the road right i mean you you can't mm -hmm. do very much it's just all basketball and getting ready for the game and traveling from point a to point b I'm just wondering, uh, and you 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 referenced it, but the psychological effects. I mean, there there have to be some people around the NBA, whether it's players, coaches, support staff that are in this situation that that could be really having some issues. Uh, is there help for people who might be having a a difficult time with uh, the way the world is and the way that they're having to operate right now? You know, I I would say this. Like for me, I feel bad. Like think about people who are single and like this has been in lockdown since almost we're going almost on a year of that. Right. And, and if you're, you know, you're responsible to the protocols and like doing what's right for your team and you're, you know, you're sacrificing a lot because it's not like you can go on Tinder and swipe right and say, meet up, you know, <laughs> right. in your, in your market and meet people like, what are you right. supposed to do? Um, and so I always like, whenever I, whenever I, cause I, I, on the road on a multi-city trip and you're in your, you're just kind of 
like there's a lot of downtime, right? Sometimes and you, maybe you overthink or to your point, um, David, you just kind of are like, oh, you start to feel it. Um, I just always think of like, imagine if I had been by myself like that since March. Wow. And so yeah. there are, we do have resources available to staff, players, everybody, um, you know, that the magic provide and everyone has the contact info of that person for us. And then the league has stuff um, in place as well. And so everybody has like someone that they can reach out to and there's all kinds of apps now and stuff like that. And, you know, the world is sort of pivoted collectively because we're all in this together. Right. And going through different ups and downs as a result of um, maintaining, um, you know, the safety and well-being of others that um, kind of can be isolating at times. Um, so we're, you know, there are different platforms that people can get, but um, you know, it, it is a thing and whether or not you're an NBA player or NBA coach or a staff member, you're not any different than anyone else in the world. And so you're going to have good days and bad days too. No, I don't think you would do well with that, David. You, David likes to get out and walk, Becky. I don't know if you know that. We call him Magellan. He will just get hey. out and go. Twinsies. Keep, yeah. I'm always, I'm never in my room on the road. You know, I was always out walking or in the fitness center or like doing something with right. someone and, uh, you know, just to be like stopped. That's I'm been, with you, Becky. I, I got to get out. I, you know, I'm so, we're so blessed to live in yes. Florida. I mean, really, right. we, we really are because yep. we can get out and uh, explore the neighborhoods and get that fresh air and makes all the difference for me. I, I really feel for people who are stuck in those gray areas. Like you said, that great road trip that you were on. I mean, that's, that's gotta be pretty tough up there in, gotta the, be in, like, in the North Midwest. Some players have to, like the players sometimes, they, you know, they have to test twice a day. So our, you know, our logistics are, I call it like I, I personally having lived in Manhattan and, you know, done the subway and stuff like that growing up in New Hampshire, you know, that was all big change for me. Right. And so I think that, you know, it's a little bit easy living compared to other markets for us to get, in and out to test the magic we've done such a great it's it's been pretty easy for like the testing logistics to pop in test and, and go and to do that twice a day for a player imagine if you were a player in a market where traffic was really bad or something like that like it's just it's i mean everybody's used to it now i'm sure but um i think they look they'll be happy and look forward to the day that um you know, this is behind us and hopefully that day happens. You know, it's interesting too, Becky. I think about the families, right? I like my, my immediate family would be great. My extended family would be a disaster. They, they'd be all over the place. They'd be, I don't know how compliant they would be <laughs> with everything. So I think about, you know, the joy, like Cole Anthony's parents, uh, you know, you, you would love to come to every game and watch your kid play. And that's probably scaled back. I, I know Greg has come sometimes, but, you know, the, the, the extended family, how has oh. it impacted them? I, I know you deal with the extended families. Absolutely. I mean, I, I just think of, like, I put myself in the shoes of, could you imagine, I, uh, you know, I grew up in New York City and my, my dream comes true. I make it to the NBA. You know, I'm the mom of that kid and he plays at MSG and there's like, I can't go watch him for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you That's know, right. I had... I had a like my moment for that was you know we're at you know MSG is like wow like every time we go there I'm just I go back to being a kid and being a fan yeah. of the game and I'm like I'm in the mecca and um, I feel very like lucky to be there and so of course when the opportunity presented itself 
to sit in the Spike Lee um, courtside seat when we played at the Knicks when we were in, in town. I sat there and yeah, I put my so feet cool. and I took a picture and I was like, I am sitting here and I'm going to soak this in because this will never happen to me in my life. <laughs> That's right. But then That's I started great. to think about Cole and like, I'm like, I think his family's friends with Spike Lee and man, I bet they wish they could be here. And oh, they'll get a chance down the road and I'm glad everybody's safe. But man, oh, he's worked so hard to get to this moment. And, um, you know, it's hard. You, you can't support your guy. What? Oh, right, right. Oh, is it's anything, difficult. Is there anything you and your department, Becky? Now, that's another thing, too. Like, what about the rest of your, you have other people in your department that are not, you know, tier one, tier two, and, and they can't be around the team. How has it been for, for those guys? It has to be tough. It's super tough. I mean, you know, I work closely with Regan Harris and she's awesome. And, um, you know, she's managing so much with re regard to testing um, from, a, I would call it from afar, even though it's down the street. Um, right, right. But it's just strange because, you know, we're used to seeing each other every day. You know, she's hasn't like I just walked through the office and was talking to someone about I'm like it looks exactly like it looks when mm -hmm. we stop. Like yeah, these people, people that are in there haven't touched any like people got they've got the sweatshirt they wore and left on their chair that day. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I feel for that because, you know, it's all about connection and feeling a part of the team when you work for a team. And keeping that going and making sure communication stays is really, really important to um, keep inclusion. And we're lucky that, you know, my group, you know, they come to the games and they help with the families and all of that sort of thing when they enter and make sure that process continues to be seamless for them. And so that's great to be connected, but um, it's not the same, that's for sure. It's definitely different. You know, as if COVID wasn't enough with everything that you're dealing with, we get decimated with injuries, Becky. At the time of this recording, 186 games lost to injury. The next closest is Atlanta. They're that 40 a lot, behind us. Yeah, they're that 40 a behind that us. A lot. So yeah. I know. Sounds I know, like a lot. It sounds like a lot. Some. That's <laughs> yeah, a lot. Some teams <laughs> will like go the whole, Some teams will go the whole year, right? Not even touch that. But I just, you know, David mentioned the psychological aspect, and you mentioned yeah. it as well. I, you know, you have COVID that you're dealing with, and then at some point, they got the guys on this team, and all of you in the front office have to be thinking enough uncle uncle on the injury thing yeah um you know our performance staff has done a tremendous job trying to get everybody back on the court and do the right things and um you know the injury bug is has hit us right has, you, there's no denying it the numbers don't lie 186 so mm -hmm. um might have to say know, smacked instead of hit smacked yeah. might be a better word <laughs> and it's just you know um keeping spirits high and just yeah doing the rehab we, we've got the crew in on off days you know a lot of the guys that are injured are going to be around to do rehab for the break and are committed to getting back out there and they're doing the right things i see them you know i sometimes i sit in the back and watch the game um while guys get treatment and we all love um is this anything that when that comes on david yes, you know, yes. like, oh this is my favorite part and, and just to be like we're like in the arena the game's going on but we're watching you guys um well they get their treatment before they go out to the bench or if they just stay back to get treatment that day yeah it's just it's hard to see people injured whether it's you know a loved one in your family or a player on a team and you know the guys are trying to get back out there they're doing all the right things and hopefully we can get Every, some bodies back. How much do you think it's been uh, the injuries have been a part of just how how 
how out of the ordinary this season has been. The, the training camp shortened. I know that not every team has had the injuries, but just uh, what about the effects overall of the NBA, the quality of the games, the injuries, uh, the COVID health and safety protocols players have missed? It's been a crazy year. What are, what are the effects on teams all around the league? I don't I think everybody's whether it's like like team sports in general. Right. Um, you know, if you watch youth sports or you think about college or high school and everybody's been affected by this in one way or another. So um, like just or even in the business world, you know, everybody has been affected on this by by COVID and we're no different. Right. And so our team um, or the NBA and all that, you know, they're putting the best product they can under the circumstances out every night. And, um, you know, nobody's going to be like, we're not better than COVID. We're not better. You know, the medical is going to dictate that kind of thing. And um, we just, we have a lot of games. We, and, and we're fortunate to be able to play them this season. And to be out of the bubble. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It'd be out of the bubble. I think about your yeah. career path, Becky, and you, you know, you played the game of basketball, right? You put great player in high school. You go on to play in college, you played a year overseas. Uh, then it looked like you were going to go the coaching route for a little bit, maybe, right? What, where did it switch for you maybe from going to coaching? And then you went to the NBA league office, you were working with the, you know, mm-hmm. basketball international to then the front office, just kind of take us through the, that transition to ultimately this career path. For sure. You know, when I was in the college world, I really enjoyed it. You know, I took the the role with the league office and kind of didn't really know what that was going to be. And I I got to get out on the court as a clinician doing clinics all over the world and growing the game. But a part of the role, you know, as you do these elite development platform is scouting, right? And making sure you have all the right players at each camp. And that was kind of, I kind of thought that was fun. And then as a part of working with USA basketball, I, you know, I always say this, you know, I was doing the, the t- player tickets and stuff like that, but of course invited myself to sit in some of the meetings that nobody kicked me out of type of thing. And mm-hmm. listening to the way that Jerry Colangelo or coach K and the coaching staff or um, the USAB um, key people that put that roster together every year, talk about players and go through everything um, was really interesting to me. And then um, seeing how from big picture to small ingredients and, you know, seeing how the sausage was made to me was really interesting. And I, st- after my experience going through, you know, 2014 in the World Cup with Spain and 2016 with Rio and seeing how that came together um, really made me interested in the team side. Is there a part of you ever that thinks that you may want to get back into the coaching aspect of it or, or, or have you kind of put that in the rear view mirror? And, no, I mean, to never I would, look back? for me, it's just kind of like the right situation, the right fit, whatever works. Um, I just want to be valued and feel like I'm contributing to wherever I am. And um, whether that's being on the court or being behind the scenes, um, whatever I can do, I, I just really love the game and giving back to the game and serving the game and, all of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not stuck on one thing or the other. What have you learned in four years here? I know you've been in on a lot of meetings. You've been in on some of the recruiting, getting guys settled. Uh, you're in on the draft room. Uh, you've been in on trades and free agency. What have you learned that's kind of blown you away the last four years here? 
It's a great question, Dante. I've learned a lot. I don't know where to start. It's been super humbling. Um, I've learned, you know, there's a lot of layers to every little thing and having big picture awareness is really crucial. Um, and the importance of, uh, you know, the people aspect of things and having the right people to be around and working together on one mission, one goal, one team. Um, and I've learned a lot about um, the business that like the business of the market for as with regard to roster allocation and all of that sort of thing, how that really drives things. And um, I would say looking at salary sheets and all those equations that exist to get the money right um, is probably the thing I've learned the most and had very little knowledge of prior to being here. Definitely. So in, let's say in, in 10 years, oh. what, 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 what are your professional goals? What would you like to, to do? This is a job. This has become a job interview, by the way, Becky. I know. Oh, that's <laughs> right, that's right. Yeah. I would like world peace and lots of puppies. Uh, that's right. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> we can take. We can take care of that. I'm, I'm talking about you know, other things. Um, this is all. Very, this is all very exciting because the three of us have been here at least 22 years. We're very lazy. We're very lazy. Yeah. yeah. So very we'll, set my I ways. I would like to be we back wanna, on this podcast. We want to know what. We want to know what. Wearing a red like. shirt. Um, <laughs> would you like to be a GM? Would you like to be I would president like to be, of, would yeah. you run, would you run an NBA team? Is that your ultimate I would love goal? that. I would love that responsibility and um, honor, you know, um, definitely would want to try to win a chance, like be a, put something together to put forth the best thing to try to win with an NBA championship, which is extremely challenging. Right. Um, so um that would be something to work towards. It could take a long time to get there, but um, whatever happens, you know, I, I would hope, um, you know, to answer that question, if you saw me in 10 years and I was a GM, that'd be great. But hopefully I'd be happy and healthy with whatever I was doing. I'm sure you would. Uh, you know, and you're a role model for, for young girls everywhere. Um, do, do, do young girls, young ladies reach out to you? Do you are you, do you have any kind of mentorship uh, responsibility that you feel for young women? I, I do feel um, like that having the opportunity to interact and engage with younger women is um, something that is very meaningful to me um, and making sure to pay it forward and bring others along um, is something that I really believe in. I think that's great. I, I go back to your, when you started with the NBA league office to now, where has the league progressed as far as women in, you know, in front office positions? And, and now you're, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of co your coaches with Becky Hammond who started. Mm -hmm. and where has the NBA progressed and where do we have to get to, in your opinion? I think the NBA has been really done a great job. And Adam Silver himself has been a huge advocate because you could pull up Google any of his comments and he's super empowering and an ally for women in leadership roles. Um, and he puts his money where his mouth is. He has a number of women in leadership roles at the league office. Um, I work for a woman at the league office, Kim Bahuni, and I work um, in Kathy Barron's and stuff like that. So um, had tremendous mentorship there. Um, as far as on the team side, you just continuously see the growth. Um, even with the magic, we have uh, more women than when we, when I first started um, ourselves and you, you know, you, I always joke the Raptors won the championship. I think they had maybe 
11 to 14 women on staff, which I think may have been the most in the league. And I'm like, no wonder they won. You know, like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right. That's right. That's but um, I, I definitely think it, it's some, it, it would be a misstep to exclude an entire gender from being a part of something that um, they could help with and be a part of. No. There's no, there's no doubt about that. So, what is, what is the next big, what would, what would you say is that would be the next big promotion for, for yourself? Back, like, what would the next big thing be to, to, to keep that moving forward? Would it be a, a female head coach, uh, female general manager? What do you think is the next big, big step? Well, not to be emotional or whatever, but like for me, seeing, um, you know, a female. Did I lose you? Nope. Oh, I nope, thought I was nope. good. You did really George, good job Sometimes I just stay. Sometimes I stay perfectly still, like a statue. <laughs> That's the liver. <laughs> well, you know, he does that in person. He does that in person. He just in conversation. Right it's amazing. It's, it's, You're it's really skill. good at free tag. It's a lot of it's a lot of practice. Um, sorry, but seeing our female vice president Kamala Harris and seeing um, the yep. the GM of the Miami baseball team, the Marlins, right? In my yep. 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 Um, like to me, that was huge. I think this year there was another GM for a G league team, um, Amber Nichols in DC and, um, and seeing all, like all of those leadership positions exist, um, mm -hmm. to me is awesome. And I just think all it takes is one owner or governor of an NBA team to just Put someone in the role right and believe and make the change and i think that it's possible i mean there's a number of my male colleagues that i work side by side with for many years um who are in those roles and so hopefully um someday i'll have all the qualifications to be able to get in an interview and have that opportunity how much have you been helped by the organization and jeff and john being willing to give you opportunities to grow professionally um jeff and john and alex and the orlando magic and the devos family have been um amazing you know no door is closed that i have like this thing where I, I invisible boundaries you know i don't ever see them i just kind of go where i go and everyone's been very accepting of that um to let me learn and ask questions and see how things are done um so i i feel like i've had a front row seat to a lot of things or if a decision is made and you know a week later hey so what went behind that if you know how did we get to this or how did that where, where why was it this and just asking questions and figuring out how everything comes together um it's been a very open door and between jeff and john it's experience but um in this league and their role like working as gms or even all their whole pathway they, they've seen a lot. And so they, they are always, they're always good people to um, catch up with and get a nice story from, to learn from. You know, I think Becky, lastly, uh, you know, whether, whether it ends up with, with you being a GM, which hopefully will happen one day, we know you can certainly fulfill that role. Going back to the bubble, going through COVID, going through your four years here, what you've done. I mean, have you stopped to think about the magnitude and the historic nature of kind of everything that you've been a part of and how that kind of is, is kind of on your resume as well. That's a, that's a great point, Dante, you know, to be a part of the bubble experience was, um, 
very unique and special. And the league sent out like a frame or a plaque of our credential to sort of honor the moment. And I don't think it really dawned on me until I saw that they sent that note. And I think Adam like said something of that nature and, a pre and he um, acknowledged the sacrifice that it did take to you know be away from your loved ones for 54 days for us. Um, and it was really nice of him that, and to do that for us. And right. that's great to be a part of that and navigate and see how the league is um, taking an approach to doing the right things, learning from the CDC, having like just everything that they do is for the better of our players and the and our coaches and everyone associated with each team um, has been tr a tremendous undertaking, fit probably financially and hours worked and heavy lifting. So um, I'm really proud to be a part of this league and to have been able to see that firsthand and lived it. Can, can you get us on one trip, like just to Miami back and forth or something? Just Can we just do it one you time? come to Tampa and just show up. <laughs> there you go. Invisible boundaries, Dante. Invisible boundaries. Hey, I got, my, I got my ticket. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You should do that. Hey, just, hey, start working. Go, just start working we, from there. Can we, can we circle back before we let her go? And uh, is this anything? Because you said that you're back in the back watching and right. uh, people, people are back there watching. Is, does the truck treat, is this anything fairly? The, the bell or the buzzer, do you think I get a fair shake most nights or not? Yeah, I think so. I think you're fair. <laughs> I don't know. Our guys love it. The ones are the injury crew that I watch with. They're, they're always like Markel, I don't mean to call him out, but he's always like, ooh, is this anything? we got to watch. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. He always talks about great. it. So. David, it uh, sounds like the truck got to her. Sounds yeah. like the truck got to yeah, her. I got think her. so. See, yeah. I don't think that. But I then we always, one rough. thing that we always talk about is like, could you imagine having to come up with that that many times? Yeah. It's a lot. Right? It's <laughs> hard. It's four you pour years, Becky. Four okay. years. That's Can you get me a raise? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> We're taking him away from research time right now. This should be research. Get back to work. Thank you for the whole. Oh, oh man, I got I got I got to get something for tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm starting to sweat. You're but you know what? You know what, Becky? You are not going to want to miss the one on the 11th because he will have had six days of research. Oh, that's that's going to be a good one. That's, that's how David spends his spends his all star break. All star break is stressed out. Oh, good one. Talk about. You know, there's more truth to all of this than you, you would have even imagined. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> it's a sickness. Becky, I hope you get some. I hope you get some. I hope you get some downtime. I hope you get to relax during the break and gear up for what is going to be a crazy second half Ooh. of the season. Good good luck the rest of the way, okay? Thanks oh, for the thank time. Thank you so much. You guys, Thanks, too. Becky. I hope you have a nice break if you all take right, it. Be Becky Bonner, this podcast brought to you by I'll Kia, <laughs> official vehicle of the Orlando Magic. Have fun in Atlanta, George. Boo! <laughs> <laughs>